Hi, and welcome to the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. We've provided a collection of sermons, our midweek lessons, music, and many more tools to help you grow in your walk with God. We are living in an unprecedented and challenging time, but we invite you to listen in and be encouraged as we fight through this together. Be sure to subscribe and feel free to share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Thanks for listening. All right, well, good morning. Good morning. Go ahead and turn your Bibles over to Genesis chapter 3. We'll get there in just a moment. So, does anybody know what today's date is? October. Yes, yeah, somebody knows. October 31st. It's October 31st, right? Halloween. So, what does that mean? Halloween. Huh? Halloween. Halloween. So, you're afraid to say that, right? Like, we are not going to get into a big theological debate about Halloween, I promise you that. But it is today. Yes. And what you do with it is totally up to you. Right? So you can do whatever you want. When you leave this this room today, you can do whatever you want with it. I personally don't take it very seriously. Okay, so Halloween is a holiday, if you want to call it that. I think technically it's a holiday. How about my, my phone is a, my calendar is a holiday? So I guess it's a holiday. But it's it's built on this premise of fear. And yes, maybe you you dress the kiddos up as Cinderella or Yogi Bear or something, and you said about to, you know, finish everything. But let's face it. Fear is still a big part of the day, right? Yes. I mean, when you look at all the different Halloween stuff out there, it's all kind of built on this, this idea of being afraid and being fearful. And I'll tell you one thing, though. To me, this isn't the day that Satan wakes up from his slumber, from his year-long slumber, <laughs> to create mayhem for everybody. I think he does a pretty good job of that every single day. He doesn't need, like, a particular day to just, you know, run crazy. Right. It's every day. We see scriptures like this. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls wow. around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So the lion never sleeps. That's right. The lion is always in the waiting, ready to just right. see that opportunity to strike and mm. take it. Yep. So there are a lot of reasons why we fear certain things. And maybe we fear different things, whether it's the dentist, or whether it's a fear of heights, or maybe a fear of flying, or it might be, I don't know, a fear of the ocean or something. You name it, there's a lot of things to be afraid of. And I'm sure many a psychiatrist has made a fortune trying to figure out people's phobias. Maybe they made a fortune off you, but I'm trying to figure out what your phobias are. I don't know. But the one I want to talk about today, the fear I want to talk about today, Mm. and we are going to talk about fear, and trust me, we are going to get to be fearless, but the fear that we're going to talk about today is a fear that comes from sin. Mm. It's a fear that is born from Mm. sin. And it's as real as any other sin is. And there are so many ways that this fear that comes from sin shows itself Mm. in your relationships, in your mental, in your emotional health. In your physical health, Uh in your lifestyle choices, Uh when we are gripped in this fear that comes from sin, 
it pretty much shows itself in every single thing that is a part of you. Mm -hmm. It will come out at some point. Yes. But just like everything is fear. It's a fear that we can overcome. Yes. You do not have to be in the grips of fear coming from sin for the rest of your life. There is a way out. We're going to talk about that way out today. Amen. You can overcome it. Let's get into it. So here's an important question. How far back does this go? This this fear that that comes from sin? Well, it actually goes back really far. If you look at me in Genesis chapter 3, now we know what's going on there. Genesis 3, we're introduced to the notion of sin for the very first time. Yes. And there's an apple that was forbidden to be eaten. Mm -hmm. And both Adam and Eve knew, do not go near that apple. But they decided, no, we're not only going to go near the apple, we're going to actually consume the apple. That's what Adam's attitude was. So let's go ahead and get the apple. The, the apple. And so we pick up the story right after this notion was introduced to the world. Begin with me in verse 6. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good and food, and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together, and they made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Mm -hmm. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. And so I hid. Yep. This is the first time we see fear in the Bible. And the fear was because Adam and Eve did what they were not supposed to do. They sinned. And it created this, this enmity, this, this separation between them and God. It was to develop way bigger than that eventually. But that's where it began. That fear was brought on by sin. And that same fear continues on to today. Yes. Yes. Now, in Romans 7, go ahead and be turning there. In Romans 7, we find the Apostle Paul in somewhat of a wrestling match mm-hmm. with himself. You ever been there? Yes. I know Johnny Justice, he just said, oh yeah. <laughs> We've all been in that, that wrestling match by yourself. It's that time that you spend in the world trying to figure yourself out. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. And you had all these questions when you were out there in the world. And so let's assume for the moment that you didn't know Christ, you were following Jesus, you know, you weren't in the Bible, you didn't know what it meant to really walk with God. And so you're just out there floundering around the world as many of us were. And these questions, where do I stand? This one believes that, this one believes this, there's this teaching, there's that thought. You know, where, what's mine? Where do I stand? Right. What do I believe? Right. Yes. Remember those thoughts? What do I believe? Right. Do I believe in God? Do I not believe in God? Exactly. Right. Do I believe in right, wrong? Do I believe in hell? Do I believe in, in heaven? I, I'm not sure what I believe. I gotta figure that one out. Uh-huh. What are my personal convictions? I know what this one thinks, that one thinks, this right. one thinks, but I'm not really sure what my convictions are. In fact, they, they, they seem to change a lot, mm. depending on who I'm with, or what time of day it is, right. or whether I just 
was involved with, or maybe when I was just able to avoid. But I'm not really sure where my, my hard life convictions are in life. Mm. How do I really feel? Do you remember that? Right. How do I really feel about who I am, where I am, what I'm doing, why I'm here, right. where I'm going? What do I think? Mm. Where do I fit in? I mean, this is like a universal thought that I think we all had before we had a knowledge of Christ and a walk with God. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know exactly the feeling I'm talking about. Right. I felt that feeling so many times before I became a Christian. Yes. I didn't know who my real friends were. Right. I didn't know who to trust. Yes. I didn't know who I was. Yes. You know, I was like back and forth all yes. the time. Forced felt the same way. Yes. Where am I? Who am I? Where am I going? What is this all about? <coughs> I think we all have had those feelings. Uh -huh. Now, I don't know every single person in this room, every person that's on the line. Maybe you feel the same way right now. Wow, that's a good question. I don't really know what I believe. Yeah. I don't know who I am. I don't know what my thoughts are. Uh -huh. Paul was in this battle. And it was his struggle with sin. Uh -huh. And what I'm about to read is the battle that Amen. I think we all that's understand. Right. Yeah. Look at verse 18. For I know the good, that good itself does not dwell in me. That is in my sinful nature. Mm -hmm. For I have the desire to do what's good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Mm -hmm. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that mm -hmm. does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another work, another law working me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. When he describes is the universal battle that anybody with a conscience right. has. Yes. I know there's a good, I know there's an evil. I know there's a right, I know there's a wrong. Right. But for whatever reason, I keep gravitating to the evil, the wrong. Yes. And it's very frustrating. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know in your mind who you should be. Because you've got that, that inner conscience. Uh -huh. I don't know, maybe you were raised going to Sunday school, maybe you went to church as a kid. Maybe you just have this innate sense of, of, of good and evil, right and wrong, and it's this battle. And so you've got this image in your mind of who you know you're you supposed to be. to be, right? right. Somebody who's responsible. Somebody who's mature. Uh -huh. You know you should be somebody who's very self-controlled. Uh -huh. You know you should be a person that's caring. And compassionate, and loving, and sincere. Mm -hmm. Now you should also be patient, and humble, and pure-hearted, mm -hmm. and selfless, and kind, mm -hmm. and generous, and honest. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've just got this sense that this is I know I'm supposed to be. You know all that. Mm -hmm. But then there's the reality who you really are yes. when you look in the mirror yes. mm -hmm. and you see that man I'm, I'm not there yep. mm -hmm. right. and to greater or lesser degrees that's 
the you in the world. Mm -hmm. That's where sin takes control. Yes. Now, Paul describes this place as a prison. He says, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know who I'm supposed to be. You know, I've got this innate sense of, of the me that God created, the me that, the, how the me that God created should live. Mm -hmm. But man, I'm just not there. And so he says, this is like a prison. Right. Making me a prisoner of the law of sin yes. at work within me is exactly what he says. Mm -hmm. Now, when you consider all the things that you would fear, the dentist, Heights, mm -hmm. you know, flying around the ocean. Don't you think that that prison would be another one to consider being yes. afraid of, right? I mean, yes. who wants to go to prison? Nobody. Who voluntarily says, yes, I would like to spend 15 to 25, you know, in a state of the country. I think that would be awesome. Nobody says that. Right. Nobody wants that. Right. It's the place you end up. Because of sin. your sin. Yes, that's right. It's not the place you choose to go to. Right. Now, maybe you're thinking, oh, you know what? Man, thank goodness I've never been in prison. Yeah. Mm. You know, I've done a lot of things, and, and I've been in some pretty bad places, but thank goodness I've never been in prison. Right. No, I never been in prison either, and I'm grateful. Not that I couldn't have been or shouldn't have been, right. but I've never actually, I've been eligible many times, but I've never <laughs> actually been there. Amen. So I can say, oh, thank goodness. I've been in a mess yes. you know, in my life, and I've never been in prison. Yes. Guess what? Yes. You don't have to be in prison mm -hmm. to be in prison. That's right. That's right. You can be Talk in prison sitting in the comfort of your own home. home. Yes. And your conscience yes. will see to it Amen. that you are in prison. Because yes. you'll be sitting there thinking, I know this isn't right. I know this isn't right. Yeah. I know this isn't wrong. Right. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this. Amen. I shouldn't be thinking this. But there you are, doing, thinking, and being. Mm. And you're in this prison, and it kills you. Amen. Yeah. Your conscience will see to it. Yeah. And that's exactly where Paul was at this point in his life. Yeah. Now, I've seen enough prison shows and movies to know <laughs> that you can't. Be in prison and not be fearful. Yeah. Unless you're completely out of your mind. Uh -huh. But you can't be in prison and not be fearful. afraid. The constant looking over your shoulder. Right. You can't trust anybody. Right. You fear everyone. You fear something is going to, bad is going to happen to you in any given moment. Wow. I'll be hurt. I'll be left alone. Nobody really cares about me in here. And wow. guess what? That's all true. <laughs> That's all true. When you're sitting in that prison, nobody really cares. Mm. And you have to look over your shoulder. And you've got to be weary. Amen. And you will be fearful. Yeah. Watch any episode of Locked Up Abroad. You will know. <laughs> it doesn't end well when you're in prison. Wow. And in so many ways. That describes living in a world without Christ. That's right. Yes, that's right. Now, depending on your environment, we've all been through different things, and we yes. grew up differently, and we grew up in different areas, and different sets of parents, and you know, I get that. Yes. No two lives are exactly the same. Right. That's understood. Yes. So, depending on your environment, you may have experienced all of those things to greater or lesser Extent. degrees. Exactly. But, We've all experienced it before we became Christians. Yes. Amen. We know what it was like to be a prisoner of something 
that was gnawing and eating away at you, and that's why you finally said, you know what? This Bible study idea sounds really good. Can we get into that? Can we open it up? Whether it was you you were in this horrendous life of sin, or whether you were in this life that was going nowhere. Amen. You knew that, man. I'm in a prison. Mm-hmm. And I think this Bible might just be the, answer. the way out. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I think God yes. might just be the answer. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sin creates a fear. Yes. Sin creates a fear of rejection, yes. of exposure, mm. of abandonment, yes. right. a fear of surrender. Like, I don't want to let go of anything because I'm afraid if anything gets out. Yes, that's I'm right. Done. Yeah. <laughs> so if there's a fear of surrender, you can everything all bottles up, you become your own little island. Mm. A fear of people. Even a fear of yourself. Wow. Mm. wow. You start hating yourself. Amen. And you're afraid of yourself when you're in that grip mm. of sin. And that fear brings on trust issues and respect issues yeah. and mm. submission issues. And with that, a lot of emotional issues. And that can become a nightmare. Yes. That's true. And you're in this world mm. that is spinning out of control and you hate it. Amen. And for some people, mm. even the fear of God. Yes. Isn't that happening down in Eve? Yes. They were afraid of God mm. because of their sin. Yeah. There is a good fear. For the Lord gives wisdom. 
From his mouth from knowledge and understanding, yes. behold, success in store for the upright. Mm -hmm. He's a shield to those who walk blameless. For he guards the course of the just. Amen. Protects the way of the Protects, guards, yes. holds success. Mm -hmm. See the pattern here? Yes. Wow. I believe that's what we want. And I believe that's exactly what we find in God's Christ. word. Yes. yes. So back now, Romans chapter 7. Mm. Amen, Jeff. After Paul goes on to great length about talking about this, this battle about good and evil, I know what to do, but I don't seem to be able to do it. I get what I should do, but for some reason I'm not carrying out. After right. he goes through all of that, and then he says, man, I'm like a prisoner in this, in this life right now. Uh -huh. He goes on to say in verse 24, what a wretched man am I. Who will rescue me uh -huh. from this body that's subject to death? Right. Thanks be to God who delivers me in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah. So then, I myself, in my mind, am a slave to God's law. But in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Mm -hmm. He goes from being in prison mm. to, to freedom. Yes. From being fearful mm. to now being fearless. And he goes on to talk about exactly what that life means to him. And I believe what it can also mean for us, for us yes. as Christians. Look That's at right. Amen. Beginning in verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. Mm -hmm. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit. Governed by the Spirit it's is life and peace. Yes. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, yep. are not in the realm of the flesh, mm. right. but, in the but in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. Yes. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong. But if, there's a lot of ifs here, right? I'm supposing that you get this. Yes. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life. There's a righteousness. Mm. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, yes. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because the of the Spirit that lives in you. Amen. I want you to think about that. Yes. This speaks to how we live our lives now. Right. Amen. Right now. Yes. The choices that we make mm. now. The decisions that we make now. Right. Here you are in Christ. Set free. Right. Yes. With a chance. Mm. Have an amazing opportunity yes. to live your life fearlessly. Yes. Amen. 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 Yes. Are you? Come on, Jeff. Are you living your life fearlessly? Wow. Amen. How would you know? I think you want to know. Right. How would you know that living here in Christ, I am a fearless man or woman of God? How would you know that? It's where you set your mind. 
Yes. Paul gives us a great explanation. It's Thank where you, you set your mind. Amen. It's your values mm. and your morals. Yes, that's right. And your beliefs mm -hmm. and your guiding principles. Yes. And your convictions. Yep. And it's how that, that mindset is, is mm. carried out yep. yes. in your everyday life. Yes. How it's carried out in your home. Right. It's how it's carried out in your community. Yes. Where you live. Yeah. Where you work. The people that know you. The people that you're in contact with. Mm. How it's carried out in your family. Yes. With your husband. Mm. With your wife. With your children. Mm. Your relationships. Across the board. And your goals and dreams for your life moving forward. Whatever else shows you as you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's where you set your mind. Mm -hmm. That will let you know where you are. Because yeah. mm -hmm. you will do one of two things. Mm. You will choose one of two ways to work out this all-important mindset, life set. Mm -hmm. And there's only two. So listen carefully. Mm. Because you're one of them. One, following your own sinful nature. Mm. Now it says we all have a sinful nature. Yes. You don't have to be led by it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to give into it. It's inside us. But it's a fact of life. Yes. We all have a sinful nature. Yes. Paul calls it the flesh. He calls it both. Earlier on he calls it the sinful nature. Later on he calls it the flesh. It's the same thing. It's, it's, it's who you know you are capable of being right. when things are going well. Right. Right? So that's your sinful nature, not your flesh. Yes. Living by that sinful nature would exemplify itself by giving into selfishness, greed, bitterness, laziness, impurity, pride, ingratitude, arrogance. Whatever it may be, fill in the blank. Yes. You know you than I you. Right. And you will know that you are there. You will know that that's, that's the realm, that's the space where you're living. Mm -hmm. When the things that should bring you joy Love. and happiness yes. and peace yes. and security. In confidence that, that I am in Christ, that all the ifs actually apply to me. Yes, if you're in Christ, it says it like five times. You'll know that they all apply to you exactly. in that space when you feel like, man, there is joy and happiness. Amen. But if you don't yes. feel like those things, right. and you feel like, no, in fact, those things mm. are dead, then things aren't well. You will know that the things that Life should bring to you joy yes. and happiness and peace and fulfillment. Feel dead. Mm. You're in the wrong space. Yes. And I'm not saying that everything's going to be perfect. No. Okay, this is in no way a guarantee or a promise that your marriage will be perfect. Your family will be perfect. Right. Everything you do in life is going to be flawless. Everything you, everything you do in life is going to be filled with, you know, just an amazing, amazing constant like, oh my God, I couldn't get it done. You're going to have struggles. Yes. Right. In this life, we're talking about that. Yes. Mm -hmm. But they shouldn't feel dead. Right. They shouldn't ever feel dead. Exactly. Your marriage, your family, your life, mm. you should never feel dead. Amen. If that's you, mm. then it's time for a change. Yeah. Yes. There is another way. Yeah. Yes. 
And that's the mind that is set on, on Jesus. The yes. Amen. Yes. Well, although there's tough things we have to work with, yeah. we're trying to do it. Yeah. My mind is set on the Spirit. Yes. And not that you're thinking a little differently than mm. what we just said. Amen. Your train of thought now is what is most pleasing to God? Mm. Yes. Amen. You know, whatever it is I might be doing in my life at the moment family, mm. friends, work, career, yes. you know, home, community, whatever. What is most pleasing to God? Mm -hmm. What will give my family the best opportunity to see God work? Whether it's in the home or out of the home. Yes. What will help my kids most in wanting to be Christians? Amen. There's no guarantee that they will be. That's up to them. Right. right. Yes. But what, what can I do to give them the best opportunity yes. in whatever brief amount of time and trust me, my kids yes. are all older than the house. The time is brief. In that brief moment, time I have right. under that roof, am I giving them the best opportunity? Amen. What will help me to be faithful through anything? Amen. What will help me be a light. to be a light Amen. in this dark world? Mm -hmm. That's what we're called to be. Yes. And what will help me build up God's church? God's church. And so, if you have the Spirit of God in you, Amen. this second option mm. is the only one that makes sense. Right. It's the only one you're going to live by. Yes, exactly. Look at me at verse 12, and we'll close this out for some Romans 8. Mm. Therefore, mm. brothers and sisters, yes. we have an obligation. Yep. Yes. But it's not to the flesh, yep. it is not to give into your sinful nature. To live according to it. Right. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Yep. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. I want you to notice something. Yes. Live or death. There's a lot of debate in Romans 7 as to is Paul talking about his current life or is this BC life? And it seems like the consensus is that, no, he's talking about his BC life. When he, he was in this battle of what to do, and he, he always chose the wrong thing to do. But now as you flip into chapter 8, he's talking about his courage. Here. Yes. He's talking to you and me in the spirit. Yes. And he's saying, you know what? Even though you are in the spirit, and even though you are in the kingdom, guess what? This battle still goes on. Yes. And you're still capable of reverting back to your old BC life. Yes, that's right. So this is like a take heart message. Yes. From Paul. Amen. For those who are led by the spirit of God. Mm are the children of God. Yes. The spirit you receive Amen. does not make you slaves right. so that you live in fear again. Right. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption and friendship. And by him, we cry out, the Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Hmm. Now, if we're children, then we're heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. Amen. Are you living in fear? Have you gone back to living in fear? Or are you living fearlessly? Amen. Yes. Don't let your sinful nature ruin your life. Yes. You've been down that path before. Yes. You know where it leads. Right. It does not end well. No. Yes. Open your heart with the Spirit of God. Yes. And set your mind there. 
Because only the Spirit of God will allow you to truly live. Yes, amen. Awesome, Jeff. This has been an episode of the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ podcast. Please subscribe so you can keep up to date with the latest podcast.